Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He's Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports.network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter timeline and more content covering the Titans on Instagram and TikTok. So follow us there. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you like Wilson County Hyundai to make them a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That means better coverage rates and service. Learn about a health plan for you. FBHP.com slash ATOZ. The Aura app, keeping you safe online uh, with your two-week free trial uh, to get robocallers out of your life. Aura.com slash ATOZ. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations in the mid-state. Columbia, Murfreesboro, Franklin. Online, KrebsKubota.com for all of your equipment needs. So, Zach, we talked uh, Will Levis all day yesterday in the morning show. Uh, I'm I'm guessing you saw the Will Levis tweet that we sent out there. So I did want to get your quick, like, 60-second reaction on the tweet right here that we crafted that I, I tweeted it. I took responsibility for this blowing up. Will Levis, underwhelming day at Titans OTAs, inaccurate throws, bad decision throwing into double coverage, and dropped the snap under center. What is your 60 to 90 second reaction of what you saw from the Will Levis firestorm on social media from this week? Well, look, the eyes don't lie. If that's what you believed, I mean, that's what you saw. That's what Sam saw. It's it's what A to Z Sports saw. And we tweet out what we see. That's the reporting nature of it. People disagree with it. That's okay. If that's what you saw, I support it. I, I was not there, so I cannot sit there and, and say, well, you're lying or you're not telling the truth. I believe that you've covered practice long enough that what you see, you tweet, and that should be the case. And honestly, the people need to know that. This is not one of those, and I, I say this pretty on a regular basis, a to Z sports is not a fan site. We were not there covering the team because we love the team. We're covering the team to be real with the team, to make sure we hold the team accountable for their actions, whether it's good or bad. We criticize, we criticize them when they are bad. We praise them when they make really good decisions. Like drafting Derrick Henry is a very good decision. I thought that you did not. Things shaked out. There's been things that I have thought that have been wrong and, and vice versa. This is, we are an open book and we are a forum for opinion. That was your opinion. I I take it and I believe that it, it happened. Yeah. Uh, so I don't yeah. also, well, I'll say this. This is my closing statement. Yeah. I also don't think that that tweet is like, well, screw Will Levis. He's going to be terrible. So yeah. I. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Underwhelming day on May 31st. It's June 2nd now. So Jody says, Hopefully, Tajay Spears has good hands. Well, that's kind of what we're talking about today uh, because another conversation that Sam and I had uh, on the sidelines of practice on Wednesday at St. Thomas Sports Park was about the the running back's use because I see all these comments that, that every day there's somebody's going to say, well, who is any who is insert quarterback here going to throw to? Well, Zach, based on some conversations and based on what we saw at OTAs this week and some of last week, they're going to be thrown to the running backs. And I think that's going to be an interesting thing to see how this evolves of watching the running backs the Titans have on the roster, obviously led by Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill working as much with Derrick Henry. But Henry gets limited reps in these OTAs when it comes to team drills, uh, 7 on 7, 11 on 11, stuff like that. And so you're going to start to see a lot of the younger running backs, a lot of the guys that are not built like Derrick Henry, get more and more opportunity as the Titans start to put in some of this work on running backs getting extra uh, reps on receiving. So this is just the individual drills that we're able to film um, at OTA practices of running backs. And I spent my time on Wednesday with the running backs and wide receivers and working on several different pass game concepts. And really, Zach, that carried over quite a bit to the team drills in practice. Now, I can't go into a lot of detail. I can't get specific with you guys. But it does feel like the Titans are going to lean heavily on their running backs in the passing game uh, this season. 
And I think Ty J Spears can be kind of a big deal about that. So Zach, here is a, I caught up with Ty J Spears and asked him a couple of questions about what it's like uh, and what he's having to do physically and mentally in the receiving game, because they're not just running or throwing the ball to these guys out of the backfield. Like the, like the video you just saw from practice, they're getting a little extra creative. So there's a, there's an extra level of mental capacity and mental effort that these running backs are having to go through. Cause it's not just coming out of the backfield. They're getting creative with the running back. So here's me with a uh, third round rookie, Tajay Spears about catching the football. Uh, running routes there in college, but what have you been able to, to catch on with, uh, with your receiver? Uh, just being more versatile. Um, wherever they use me at, man, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to do it. Whether it's on special teams, different different pieces in the offense, wherever they use me, man, I'm just I'm willing to do it. Mentally, is it is it how does it come naturally to you of, of learning you know the scheme and learning the different concepts? I just you know I just I guess is uh, I just be locked in. I, I do a lot of studying in my home. I do a lot of studying you know here. I meet with the coach a lot, so it just you know, it's a lot to go into. It. It's definitely not easy. Now, I asked him, uh, what were your work hours uh, on how often you're studying? And he wouldn't give me any details on that. But again, like they're using these guys all over the damn field, Zach, like different spots, different formations, lining up in different areas, uh, you know, sideline to sideline. So what's your initial takeaway from the, my, you know, the beginning of this conversation? Well, here? it's a different offense, right? So you, it yeah. should be different. It shouldn't be the same. This is the opportunity that, uh, honestly, if it was the same, I'd be worried. Because <laughs> then we're going to have a whole reincarnation of Todd Downing, and nobody wants that. Tim Kelly got the job for a reason. Now, for what reason was in the eye of the beholder of Mike Vrabel? And he convinced Mike Vrabel that he could take this offense to new heights or higher heights because they were on the ground floor, honestly, uh, last year. They were really, really bad. This should not be an excuse of the players. This should be, this new offense is going to, you know, Tim Kelly has had time to diagnose, right? When a brand new offensive coordinator that comes in there and has no idea who the players are, and he's going to implement his system, he's going to get to know these guys, and all of a sudden they're going to try to hit the ground running, that's a different story than what Tim Kelly has kind of put himself into and the Titans have put Tim Kelly into, which is he knows the personnel. He knows, I think, their strengths and weaknesses after a year. And he was the passing game coordinator. There was a responsibility for the lack of production last year, but he didn't have the full reins. He was not in the driver's seat. He may have been in the passenger seat. He may have been in the back seat. We don't really truly know what Tim Kelly was in last year's offense, but now he's got the keys to the offense. He's got the keys to the cars. And now he's got a couple of new weapons that you, you've got to, I think here's the hard part about the running back situation. And this is difficult because I don't know if there is a true answer. You have a hall of fame downhill, fast, unbelievable running back mm -hmm. that has got the broadest shoulders on the team that has carried this team for some time, and you have got to figure out a way to continue that trend, but also utilize new pieces within yep. that that are not superstars. A.J. Brown's not walking through that door. Traylon Burks is in his sophomore season. Chig is in his sophomore season. Kyle Phillips is in his sophomore season. Tajay Spears is a rookie. Asad Askins is in his sophomore year. So, like, there are so many new faces that, don't have the experience. The experience is Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. But what is the scheme after that? Yeah, and and how and like you mentioned, all these guys and running backs as the video played earlier. Derrick Henry is a lot different than every other running back the Titans have on the roster physically and from a skill set standpoint. So I'll give you an update on Derrick Henry and kind of how I saw him work with the running backs in this. Uh, you know, use the running backs in the passing game type of situation uh, with the Titans uh, offense. But first, let me tell you guys about the Aura app. You uh, can take advantage of the Aura app with a two-week free trial just by signing up with our link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. This is how you stay safe online. This is how you don't allow robocallers, telemarketers, and spammers to take over your life. And they, they hit you from every angle, right? They call you with spam calls on your phone, junk mail in your email, junk mail in your actual mailbox that you just have to toss right into the trash or recycling bin every damn day. 
Aura helps get rid of those data brokers from your life uh, with automatically opting submit out requests on your behalf uh, for any of these data brokers that have your information and continue to keep you safe online. Uh, I said it uh, right when we started working with Aura uh, a couple months ago at this point uh, that I had 30 data brokers had my info, Zach, and 29 of them were removed uh, from my database. And so now I get a lot less of that stuff, that crud uh, just building up in my life and because of what Aura's done for me, and it works fast too. So a two-week free trial when you use our link, aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. It does work fast. I have Aura, and it happened immediately. So uh, we're endorsing the real stuff. Both Austin and I use Aura. You should use it too. Uh, so heed that advice. Heed also the advice of BetMGM. Download the app today and use the bonus code A-T-O-Z Sports for new users, and those new users can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. My bet did not miss last night with the Denver Nuggets. I knew that was going to happen. You could see it. The Heat were tired. The Nuggets were rested. Game two is a different story. You can get in on the action by downloading the BetMGM app. All right, so Zach, uh, you know, talk a lot about the Titans using the running backs in the passing game. How does Derrick Henry fit in all that? So an update on this. So uh, as I mentioned, uh, the Titans running backs were being used in a creative fashion when lining up all over the field uh, in different type of sets and not just coming out of the backfield to catch passes, but doing it from anywhere on the field. Uh, Derrick Henry, as I mentioned earlier, is limited in his reps and what he does 11 on 11, 7 on 7 at this point in the offseason. They're not just going to use Derrick Henry for no reason. But yes, Derrick Henry was involved in moving the running back from just being in the backfield with the quarterback. So Derrick Henry was involved in that. Derrick Henry has been, looks like he has been continuing to work on his catching ability and his hands and what had been a struggle for him through most of his career, not having the surest hands. So it does feel like Derrick Henry will have a role in the running backs catching the ball out of the backfield. Now, do you trust it? How do you feel about it? But that's kind of the weird, you know, rock and a hard place the Titans are at right now is knowing that Derrick Henry is still probably the best offensive player, maybe the best player overall uh, on this team. But is he going to continue to allow you to evolve? Because that's the title of today's show, how the Titans running backs can help evolutionize the offense this season. So, Zach, how do you feel about the Derrick Henry part of this? Well, can he catch? Can he catch in different ways? Can he make multiple catches? Because we know Derrick Henry can stop and look at a quarterback and catch it. Well, yeah, when he's got three offensive linemen helping him. Yeah. Derrick Henry can catch when it's thrown in his, you know, catch zone, his strike zone, right? Like, but if you throw it on the edge of the plate, edge of his strike zone, that's when the margin of error really starts to creep in with Derrick Henry's hands. So how, what type of catches can he make? He's not catching over the shoulder. He's not going to be able to, 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 you know, go pinky to pinky or create the diamond all the time with catching, but can he get better at it? Or is Derrick Henry going to be a distraction for the defense in these situations? I think that's probably where my mindset goes when it comes to Derrick Henry out of the backfield. I think we've seen enough Derrick Henry to fully understand his capabilities and skill set. I think we just mentioned that he can catch the football when he has time, when he's turned around, when he's facing the quarterback. I don't think they're going to put him in those positions. Old, old dog, new tricks. That's probably not it. But if they're interchanging these running backs, I think that is there going to be a time where Tajay Spears and Derrick Henry are on the field at the same time? I wouldn't be surprised, right? Especially yeah. if you're going to evolve this running back situation. There's a distraction. Does that leave Derrick Henry more open in certain play sets? to catch the football because we do know that when Derrick Henry catches the football in space and gets his feet going, he's hard to stop. It's good. Right? It's a good first down. Yes. But if he, if he gets tackled while he's catching or he drops the football, that's a lost play. And you don't have – this offense is not good enough to have a lot of lost plays. And here's the, the rock in a hard place in a different way too. 
because here's Nate saying 398 receiving yards last year. King Henry is improving as a pass catcher. And Nick says Henry had 33 catches on 41 targets for 398. So, yes, he can catch. Like, and that's, I think, a little bit misleading, is it not? Like, isn't it crazy that 398 yards receiving for Derrick Henry a year ago, in my mind, feels misleading because it's about the how it happened. It's not about the yards that he's gotten, but it's the limitation of how he can go get the receiving yards that I think is kind of a little bit of fool's gold when you're looking at Derrick Henry having nearly 400 receiving yards. Well, let's he had more, at- he had more receiving yards by one than NWI. Yeah. Look, look at these catches. It is fool's gold. Now, a, a lot of times it was third and 13 and, or, or even second and 13 and they just turn around and check the ball down to Derrick Henry for a gain of six yards. Not necessarily third down because he wasn't in on a lot of third downs. But for – I think it's fool's goal because of this. And I just looked up the game log because that that is telling. Out of those 398 yards receiving, he had individual catches in these games, 23 yards, 22 yards, 24 yards. There's three games, three catches, there's 75 yards. He had a 69-yard catch nice. in a singular game right. against Cincinnati. There now you're at 150, a 42-yard catch, a 37-yard catch, and a 19-yard catch in those individual games. We're talking about not, probably 200, over 200 of those yards came between one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight catches all season. (laughs) Eight receptions all season accounted for over half of the 398 yards receiving. That's fool's gold, my friend. Right, but they they do count, like, right? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not discrediting that they don't count. What I'm saying is that's not a versatile... Uh, you know, dual threat running back. Yes. Those are more of a, a one trick pony out of the backfield. Yeah, yeah. Anthony says half of his receptions are two yards or less with the other half being 20 yards. And that's right. how you get a 12 yard average. <laughs> which is and those are that's quick math, but those are facts. I yeah, mean, yeah. I just looked it up. There's a facts. And uh, Pastor Raymond says uh, all of his catches weren't screens. Yeah, but they were either screens or they were checkdowns where Derrick Henry like had his shoulders square to the quarterback and was like in a half squat, like right here, like that. that and then he catch it, tuck it, turn and go. And sometimes he went for a long time. Sometimes he did not. Uh, and so I think that's the, that's the interesting thing. So, and I'm not talking about that. I'm, this is not the pass game and using the running backs to evolution of the offense by Derrick Henry catching checkdown passes or screens. That's been a part of the Titans offense. I'm talking about running routes. I'm talking about lining up in other spots and being a part of route concepts and, and misdirection and all types of different schematic things. And so that's where I think it's an interesting question about Derrick Henry that we'll talk about here now, Zach. Let's ask this question to the audience. What percentage of the Titans offense should be built around Derrick Henry this season? This is one of the best questions that we have for the time and where we are in the season or the off season per se. This is a very new coordinator. You, I mean, Traylon, like this is, this is a good question. It is. It is a good question. What percentage of the Titans offense should be built around Derek Henry this season? So we want your opinion, not a prediction, but what percentage of the Titans offense should be built around Derek Henry this season, Zach, I know this percentage, you saved 20% on health coverage because you went to farm your health plans. Every single solitary month, that is the case. And there's 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee that you can take advantage and possibly save 20%. Had no idea what I was getting into with Farm Bureau Health Plans. We had signed a deal with them and I was like, look, I'm open to changing my coverage because this was last year. I was like, I, I don't know. I mean, it may be more expensive. And they were like, Trust us. Uh, we'll get a quote. I don't get any special treatment. I am just, I'm a common folk citizen, just like everybody else when it comes to Farm Bureau health plans. And they, that's kind of what they pride themselves on is it doesn't matter who you are, whether you are an individual, whether you have a wife and kids, whether it's a family plan, they have health, dental, and vision, and you really need to look at your plan. I look, they looked at my plan 
And honestly, they gave me a new plan and said, look, here's a new option. It has better coverage for a lesser rate and the service was better. And I was like, well, sign me up. Uh, and I signed up and I've been talking about them ever since. You need to at least get a quote. I, it takes no amount of time. It's like 20 minute health assessment. They give you a quote a day later and you realize, wow, I should have switched a long time ago. That's what I did. Health, dental, and vision, Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee. That's fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Hey, Zach, you said you won last night on BetMGM. I did as well. I had uh, I used my Wednesday bonus bet for no reason because I just logged on. And I put that $25 bonus bet on Jamal Murray over 25 and a half. He made me sweat a little bit because he got 24 by the end of the third. Uh, and he got that last bucket with about five minutes left. Uh, but we got that in the bag right there. So you can also do that with BetMGM tomorrow because Saturday and Wednesday, you've got two more opportunities, guys. Two more opportunities to get a, a random bonus bet on the house just by logging on to your BetMGM app on Saturday and Wednesday. Again, it's tomorrow and next Wednesday before that promotion uh, runs out. So make sure you take advantage of that with the BetMGM app. So just log on tomorrow and see what the heck happens and then use that for game two on Sunday. All right, Zach. So the, the question we're asking, I think it's an interesting question. I think there's a lot of levels to it. What percentage of the Titans offense should be built around Derrick Henry this season? I will have you go to the chat uh, to see what percentages the uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch audience is coming up with. Well, we'll start out, off with a ridiculous number from Mr. Jones, which All is right. 100. It, it can't be 100. They're not going to run the ball every single solitary time. Uh, guy says 10%, 33% from Cam, 70 from Grim Jim. Bama Brad says 50. Michigan Titans says 60. Nate's Burner says 100%, 55 from Andre. Also, Jake goes 55, 30 to 35 from Jay. Stephen King, 40%. Need him to worry, uh, need them to worry, but not rely on him. Uh, Jimbo says 35%. Dodson says. 40%. Matt goes 33, 65 from Rooney. Big 10 Jeff goes 95. Have no wide receivers. Laughing emoji. Deborah says 25%. There's another 100. Derek is with Mr. Jones. Jonathan says 30%, 35 from Titans. Kyle, Bork, Borkington, 55. Ramon, 45. Richie, 50%. Henry, 50%. Burks, still unrealistic uh, expectations there, but I do understand what you're saying. Pastor Raymond, 60%. Nick, 50%. Willie, 40 Also, Tall Texans, tons of percentage coming in here. Uh, and Andre with a super chat comes in. There's Danny. But Andre says he's more uh, – a a proven wide receiver than actual wide receivers, in my opinion. And a, a competent OC can run an offense without solely relying on Henry. Arthur, Arthur Smith had Henry as a threat. Arthur Smith's offense was much different in personnel in the 2,000-yard unbelievable offensive production season that ended in a Ravens loss than what – Tim Kelly and this particular offense is so that I'll say this. I have a two part question for you, Austin. Oh, okay. <clears throat> How much, what was the percentage of Derrick Henry usage last year in your opinion? And what do you think it should yeah. be this year? Okay. So I'll answer the first one first. Um, so this question is about built around Derrick Henry, not what percentage of the offense should Derrick Henry get the ball. Which, how about this? I just did this math uh, while you were reading through the comments. Derrick Henry touched the football on 40.5% of the Titans' snaps last season. 40.5%. He had 349 carries out of their 487 carries, and he had the 33 receptions on 456 pass attempts. Now, I'm not even including the other eight times they threw it to him and it was incomplete. So 40.5% of the time, the the ball went to Derrick Henry's hands. So let's take that a step further. This is a good article that could be written on A to Z. Wait, 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 wait. I didn't include the two pass attempts that he had. <laughs> so that might get it up closer to 41%. Well, I'm going to get it two. over 50 because – how many times was Derrick Henry in the game used in a play-action fake? Right, and that was my next level of it because if he touched the ball 
41 percent of the time roughly then how many other times was he was he used as a decoy in a play action pass so i think and this is just a guess right i feel like and the titans were down a lot more last season where you don't use play action as frequently when you're down in the third and fourth quarter and you're behind a couple scores and you got to catch up so i think if he touches the ball 41 percent of the time i think he is involved in that play probably close to 70 percent so i i could say last year the tennessee titans built about 70 percent of their offense around derrick henry i mean i think 65 feels a little low uh see 70 feels a little high to me 60 to 65 feels i think just right okay so we'll, we'll sell at 65 so 65 percent of their offense was built around henry uh this past season i think that needs to drop by eight percent i think 57 percent of the offense needs to be built around derrick henry this year because of the unique situation financially contractually and also you know with who else you got personnel wise on the roster is that it needs to be spread around a little bit more but you still have to get everything you possibly can out of derrick henry this season so i'm going to say 57 percent instead of let's say 65% from a year ago. So 57% of the offense should be based around Derrick Henry this season, 57. So I, I had my answer before we went through that little exercise and mine is a lot lower than everybody else's. I feel like, well, there okay. were some people in the chat where the 30, but uh, I mean, were you, were, before you answer, were you, like no built you, around. I I I was yeah, doing no, the no, same no. thing. But but when I when I say Derrick Henry touched the football forty one percent of the Titans' offensive snaps last year, does that make you go like, yeah, that makes sense? Knowing that he didn't play in a, in a complete game, like there was one game against the Cowboys, Derrick Henry did not dress. So like even then, forty one percent of the snaps led with Derrick Henry. That's all they had. They didn't have anybody else. Traylon Burks was hurt. Kyle Phillips was hurt. NWI is NWI. Cody Hollister was making plays. No, Cody Hollister was not making plays. Cody I mean, he Hollister, did. He, he did. did. He made some plays. Plays. Plays is two. It's just plural. It's not 45 plays. But he made plays. He made Cody Hollister plays. had three catches on five targets for 54 yards. Hey, 18 yards a pop. They should have More than one. Back. That's plays. That's plural, baby. Zach, he played in eleven games and he had five targets. What I'm saying I, I, is I that he. I, they. My point is, is that Henry was all they had. Here is my. It's kind of a two part answer. My okay. answer is forty nine point nine percent. Okay. Because I believe that this is the start. That if the Titans are going to be successful, and I think this is a whole nother show. But their ceiling, I actually know I'm going to say that. I'm going to save that. Mm -hmm. But their ceiling is not a Super Bowl. I'll tell you that, right? Their ceiling, I don't believe, is a Super Bowl. But to get into the tournament and make some waves, other guys are going to have to step up. And the only way other guys are going to have to step up is if other guys have opportunity. That means they need 50.1% of the plays that include Kyle Phillips, Traylon Burks, Chig, NWI, even. But you're also, the other so guys, you're Chris including Moore. in your 49.5%, you're including the play action passes as well. Yes, right? yes, I am. Because I, Tajay Spears is a whole nother conversation within this. And I wanted to get through this question because I do have what. Tajay Spears feels like, okay. and it makes perfect sense on why the Titans drafted Tajay Spears okay. after watching Tajay Spears. I bet on Tulane, I think, three times last year. And I won all those bets, I think. I know I won at least two of them. They were a good bet. They were a good bet last season. They were. I And I always say, I implore everybody to go back to YouTube and watch the Cotton Bowl, USC, and Tajay Spears a miraculous performance of how he single-handedly kept them in that game to uh, eventually go on and win. Yeah. And, but I, I, I have a philosophy on okay. Tajay Spears being a very impactful player 
and why I believe he was drafted. Okay, that's great. And I'll also add USC's defense was hot doo doo uh, last season too. So, but Tulane, Tulane's not supposed to be able to beat USC. And it was a, it was a great game. No, entertaining as as all get out. All right, so you have your philosophy on Tajay Spears. Uh, I'll tell you about where you should guys should go for any of your equipment needs. That is our friends at Krebs Kubota. Uh, hung out with Matt and Jamie a few weeks ago at their Murfreesboro location. They've been serving Middle Tennesseans for over 18 years. Uh, not just Murfreesboro, but Franklin and Columbia, the OG, uh, right there for Krebs Kubota. They've got it all when it comes to your equipment because you know you have to have a good relationship with your equipment provider because of the type of work you're doing with the Kubota equipment. The, the Kubota brand, they have the best equipment in the entire industry, but they also have fantastic warranties that you can use to your benefit. And they also have incredible service. So you can go to Krebs Kubota where you have the human beings giving you the great service, but also the resources of the Kubota brand on the service and parts uh, that they have as well. So do what the right thing is to do for any of your equipment needs, big or small projects around your property, around your home, if it's just a mower, a trimmer, or anything big, and they've got the big stuff there too, go see Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer, with three locations serving Middle Tennessee in Murfreesboro, Franklin, and Columbia online, KrebsKubota.com. A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. I also, I look, I won on the Nuggets, but I'm an honest man. I lost on a, a plus money bet on the Cincinnati Reds. And Chris Sale hurt his elbow midway through the game. It was 2-2 tied in like the eighth or the ninth inning. And then I checked my phone again. And the Sox had won 8-2. I, I mean, a, a barrage of hits there at the end. So I did lose there. But I, look, that's what it is. Bet MGM can afford you the win. And then also the opportunity, download the app today. We love BetMGM. You should love BetMGM. For new users, use that bonus code ATOZ Sports. All right, Zach. So you said you have a philosophy about Tajay Spears as a whole. Uh, third round rookie out of Tulane. He was a head scratching draft pick, even with all the medical situation to go along with it. So we'll, uh, dive into what you have here. Doesn't Tajay Spears just exemplify a 49ers running back? I just, when he was drafted, the style of runner that he is, the size, the physique, the running back by committee type guy. And I'm just going to go through just a list of, of guys. Tajay Spears is Sands, and you could just go through whether it's Elijah Mitchell or Raheem Mostert or Jarek McKinnon or Tevin Coleman. Like those are the committee over the last several years that I feel like Rand Carthon has had some sort of say yes wilson <laughs> right i mean this this is a 49ers running back this is one of running back by committee type guy now tajay spears may come out of the woodwork and be the guy after derrick henry goes on and, and does whatever he does after the contract or you know wherever he goes but i i just feel like this tajay spears is a 49ers running back this has Rand Carthon written all over it and twice on Sunday. I mean, it, the big scouting story that Rand Carthon was promoting his abilities on was the Elijah Mitchell draft pick, right? It was the conversation with D'Amico Ryan's like, hey, D'Amico, I know we said we'd get you a linebacker and this guy's really good, but check out this running back in the fifth round. And yeah, D'Amico's like, yeah, I got you. Yeah, go get go get Elijah Mitchell. And they did, and it worked out greatly. And now both D'Amico Ryan's and Rand Carthon have moved on and been promoted across the NFL uh, as the Texans head coach and Titans GM. And Richie brings up, and this is funny, the Titans draft a running back every year, even after firing John Robinson for a wide receiver issue. And they didn't draft a wide receiver until the seventh round. We all know how that sh shook out, though, at least in this particular draft. And let's face it. The Titans have drafted some damn good running backs. They've also missed Bishop Sankey. Close your ears, earmuffs. Bishop Sankey, right? That was a bad running back. Uh, Appalachian State. Darrington Evans. Bad pick. You know, so like they've whiffed on these. David Cobb, Minnesota. <laughs> bad I, pick. That's two days in a row that Bishop Sankey and David Cobb's name have been mentioned on the show, by the way. Well, and that's, those are old nightmares. But I don't think Tajay Spears are those guys. I think Tajay Spears is closer to, like I said, the 49ers, Mostert, McKinnon, 
you know, Coleman, those type of guys that will not be complete and utter busts. I don't know what the ceiling will be. Like, I don't think the ceiling is, is the, the Derrick Henry's of the world, the, well, those guys, I'm just saying that this is kind of, I think the new age of what the Titans are trying to be, which if I had a crystal ball, I would say with Rand Carthon knowing a little bit about him, now knowing his first draft, Will Levis, Spears, another running back, Chig as a a very big, impactful piece, Traylon Burks, and another first-round wide receiver. And that first-round wide receiver may be a veteran that was drafted in the first round years ago, or it may be a first-round wide receiver that they draft. But that is, that's giving the, don't you feel like the Titans for the last couple of years, they've just been one-sided and that one-sided has just been running the football. Yeah, it's one-dimensional. I think you're, and the opposite of one-dimensional dimensional, uh, are the San Francisco 49ers over the last four years. But, right? but it's also, and I think, you know, everybody, if they could be Kyle Shanahan or come from that tree, then I think everybody would do it. But there is a talent that goes into what Shanahan has and his brilliance as a play caller, a, 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 a scheme builder and everything uh, that they execute at a high level. Like you bring up, you know, Ty J Spears, you feel like, you know, that could be a 49ers running back. I mean, the 49ers, Elijah Mitchell is, a, you know, going into his third year out of the state of Louisiana uh, and he had 900 plus yards as a rookie when other injuries happen with San Fran, but a great rookie season as a fifth-round pick. I don't think Ty J. Spears is going to have 900 yards of offense this season because that would probably mean Derrick Henry would get hurt, uh, which nobody wants to, to see. But I, I do think it's – I do agree with you overall on the idea of that, uh, of feels like a, a running back that the Niners would use. And I'm just fascinated to see – Tajay Spears more in these practices because mini camp, uh, three days of practice next week. I'll be at two of them. And what does what? How does Tajay Spears continue to develop and continue to be a, a a piece of what this offense is? Because I think he's got a lot of creative ability to be that chess piece that Tim Kelly can use in several different ways. The way they they kind of played around with Dontrell Hilliard a year ago until he got a massive concussion because Dontrell Hilliard led this team in receiving touchdowns for a long time last year. Actually, Too he might, long. actually he might still have been tied for it. Let me, he let still me... might be leading him. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I think I just played myself. Yeah. Dontrell Hilliard still uh, in 12 games played 21 catches, four touchdowns uh, that he caught. He still led. That's uh, atrocious. That, Does that not just piss you off? Like yeah. just you hear hearing me hearing you say that that this man is a running back and he led the team in touchdown receptions. Yep, that's it. That's the, that's how it worked last year. Chat, give me some angry emojis here. I like feel my anger here. That just hearing that should drive you up the wall. That is embarrassing. That's embarrassing as a football team. That's embarrassing as an organization. And there's a reason why they lost seven straight games and missed the playoffs. That right. give and me some pissed why, off emojis. And there's That's a reason irritating. why Todd Downing was fired too. Oh, right? that, I, the, 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 look, I think you could say there's there's two guys responsible for that stat: John Robinson and Todd Downing. Mike, where's Mike Vrabel in this? He's 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 in between the two. He's the one who survived. He's the one who pointed the finger at the other two, and he and he stood still. <laughs> like he ran fast. Like you know, you always hear like, oh, if I'm in the woods and a bear chases you, you just don't be the slowest friend. Mike Vrabel wasn't the slowest friend. That was John Robinson and Todd Downing. Mike Vrabel got away with it, but he was there. He was involved. He just ran faster. So um, thank you, chat. Yes, a lot of good uh, angry emojis. It was Friday. We're getting all of our anger out. Yeah, and, oh, good I news start, to end it, so that's fine. I started this. I started this uh, earlier for Brett. What they have got to knock the trend of Titans fans because it's the case. I mean, the chat is not wrong. Is Brett says run, run, pass, punt. I I think that there is a feel from the Titans fan base. That with Derrick Henry, it's going to be run, 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 pass, punt. And a lot of times it was run, run, pass, punt. And they 
Tim Kelly's responsibility within this offense is two things. Kick the trend of run, run, pass, punt. And the second trend is not have your backup running back lead the effing team in touchdown receptions. Mm -hmm. Those are your two jobs. So uh, this brings me to uh, a comment that we didn't play a couple weeks ago, but I think it's very fascinating when it comes to you guys uh, real quick, Andre brings up the Javon <laughs> Ringer out of Michigan State. I mean, you can name plus. all of these running backs the Titans have whiffed on. I mean, that could be a trivia that we want to do on Tuesday. If we need to, if we get too behind in our percentages and need to get some wins, then just Titans running backs from colleges. What what round was Javon Ringer drafted? Fifth. He was like 147 or something. He was not bad in college. Uh, yeah, Michigan State gained the ball 3,000 times. Ron Ringer drafts uh, draft. Let's just see how close I was to that um, about where he was drafted. Fifth round in 2009. Um, Darius yeah. Raynaud. <laughs> Andre's really he's pulling out the history books. Darius Raynaud doesn't doesn't necessarily. I, count. I know. I know. <clears throat> Come on, can I find the pick? Ah, 173. I said 147. I was close. I had I was close. But anyway, fifth round. But yeah. So uh, to, to the conversation about the Titans offense moving forward. I, I think this comment that we're about to play, I think really tells you what the Titans should be doing with the opportunity of Derek Henry being slightly less involved in the foundation and moving forward. Uh, but Zach, first tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai, please. Yeah. Wilson County Hyundai, you can move forward one way. Well, that's by buying a, a brand new car and move a lot faster than what you currently have. And it's a quick trip down I-40 exit 236. The fleet of vehicles that they have, they've got your perfect make and model. You've just got to go find it. The Palisade, full-size SUV, the Sonata, four-door sedan, the Elantra, the Tucson, the Santa Fe, the Tucson and the Santa Fe, smaller SUVs, but just as fuel efficient as all the other cars I mentioned. Plus, they've got the Ionic. I was I was behind an Ionic today. Or, well, excuse me, yesterday, and it's got some zip. I mean, it does. It's battery powered, and they've got those. They can order one customized for you. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. With BetMGM, you can win big. The first bet offer is the right way to do it with code ATOZ Sports. That's bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with a BetMGM app. And then go big with that first bet. Maybe it's on game two on Sunday. Go big with it because if you miss the first bet, uh, you get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets by using our bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up. So that's the way to join the BetMGM train and win with us throughout the rest of this summer uh, with game two on Sunday. Should be a lot of fun. So code ATOZ Sports. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions, subject to qualification, other requirements, rewards issued, acknowledge all the bonus bets. Bonus bets inspire seven days. And for problem game with sport, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Talking a lot about running backs today. My observations from uh, from practice this week at OTAs is that these running backs will be and should be, so there's two parts of it, a lot more heavily involved in the passing game moving forward and not just the way we've seen it from Derrick Henry the last couple of years of screens and turnaround checkdowns that could maybe turn into big plays. But here's Greg Cosell from a couple weeks ago talking about the offense for the Titans moving forward and what the signaling of Will Levis and Tajay Spears as draft picks meant to Greg Cosell of NFL Films. So that draft pick may tell you direction of where they're going, right. but also the Levis pick too, because people yes. can say what they want about Will Levis, but that is a strong arm, push the ball down the field guy. Without question. And so know. that tells you what, what they're thinking moving forward too. Without question. Yeah. So, you know, I think, look – I think in this league, and I have this conversation with a lot of people, um, in this league, yes, do you have to run the ball? Of course you do. I mean, you can't be one-dimensional and really be great every week. Um, but r running the ball is becoming more in terms of situations and what it does to a defense as opposed to old-school lineup and just give it to a back. Yeah. And those are different things. And yeah. I hope people get that. You know, Maybe we can talk about that more on Saturday night if people want to come out mm -hmm. and talk more about sort of the philosophy of football. It's really philosophy and how you see the game evolving and developing. 
it's very hard in this league now to just build an offense around a running back. That's yeah. really hard to do, which doesn't mean you don't want a back that's good yeah. or a back that, hey, may have 250 carries, but it's how you do that. Yeah. And, you know, I think that the one thing about the Titans is, um, we look, we've talked about the receivers, and you can say they're not very good, and that's all well and good, but it's... You don't want to be in a situation where you can only create explosive plays by working off your run game. You want to feel that you can create explosive plays multiple ways. And that last part, how can you create explosive plays without Derrick Henry getting a ball fake? I mean, because you can, like, go back in your memory bank, even with A.J. Brown, right? The bang play-action crossing route to A.J. that he took – 70 yards for a touchdown. Rest in peace. Yeah, but but again, like how many times can they create an explosive play without Derrick Henry being tied to the result of it? Well, I think that depends on Chig and Burks. Right? So like I and think- Tajay Spears. That's 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 my whole thought about this because how well, what how is an well- explosive play from Spears? Is like are you 19 well, yards? Uh Pass game X plays, as they say in the industry, is 20-yard uh, plays. Run Running plays is a 10-yard gain to count as an explosive play. So I think we're talking about pass game explosive plays. Can How many types of ways can you create a 20-plus yard play in the air without faking to Derrick Henry or throwing him a screen or a check down? Can Tajay Spears or will Tajay Spears get the opportunity to have those X plays on the ground on top of that? How much would that do to the offense if Tajay Spears could get 10 yards running the football? But I just don't know if he'll get that opportunity because he's not going to be in there, right? Tajay Spears, or at least traditionally, and this is Tim Kelly, traditionally the backup running back, his only opportunity is on third down. Yeah, third and passing. Because I I think... Yeah, because yeah, your, you're right. Third and third and two, they're probably gonna run. I don't know. There was a lot of third and twos and third and threes where Derrick Henry was on the sideline holding his helmet, which it just infuriated everybody. But I think what you're kind of saying is, if you're gonna run the football, like you're gonna do it with Derrick Henry rather than like not. And that with, that's the problem that it right. creates. It's yes. why look at the Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott, uh, you know, he had what, and then Tony Pollard came in there and changed the way that that offense thought, right? How can Tajay Spears come in and change the way that this offense thinks? That, I think, is key. Mm-hmm. Because it thinks the same way that it has always thought since Derrick Henry has had success in this league. Tajay Spears and Tim Kelly's job is to change the way that this Titans offense in 2023 thinks. And Lee is right. Third down was for Swain. I mean, I'm just glad. Here's another show that we can save. Uh, It's a very mean-spirited show, but uh, Titans players you're glad are no longer with the team. (laughs) Because we talked about Jeff Swain and Cody Hollister today. And it's just like I'm glad. Oh, that- Cody, don't be, don't be doing that to Cody. It's man. not, it's not about. Cody was not the problem. It's Swing not the was. Uh, but it's also not about the players. It's about the inability to find somebody better than those guys. You know, yeah, and they, it's not they about not the done person. That I don't well have the job. any. I don't know Cody Hollister. I saw he can sing really well based off a Titans locker room video they produced. I don't know Jeff Swain either. I don't. I don't have any negativity about the human beings, but it's the Titans' fault that they were weren't able to replace those guys sooner than they actually did, which is now. Wiley, the new tight end, maybe he can come in there and catch the balls that Swain didn't. I have takes banked about. Uh, Josh Wiley that I'm excited to unleash. Positive? I more, I, yeah, I just need more data. I need minicamp. Yeah, well, don't... <clears throat> what was... Who was the guy you were... Well, you were high on Kyle Phillips. And we just didn't get to see... Yeah, a, lot, a lot of people were... Everybody was high on Kyle Phillips because you should have been. Because the Giants game proved that you should be high on Kyle Phillips. It's just he got hurt. Yeah, you're, you, I think uh, you're bringing up... Because uh, you and Sam had a conversation about this. 
when I was off the show and it took you a second to remember the Josh Malone, right? Is that who you're thinking of? Uh, no, the Josh Malone, I didn't think that you thought that he had an impact. You were just bringing him up right around this time of year. No, I guess it was training camp. No, it was this I- time of year. It was this time of year where Josh Malone looked looked solid. And again, I was like, Josh Malone looks he had like your he orange do- glasses on that day. No, he was just he looked yeah. he looked like he was a possibility for something. And then the pads came on and he would he disappeared. And that's like <laughs> he disappeared before the pads came on. He was no, ne- like- he was never there. I think that's, no, that's what I'm that saying. was like, the point. Exactly. He was he was never there. It was an illusion that you, I think, got David Copperfield. No, correct. come on, no. Uh, I mean, no. There's no, no coming on. I, I think this is what it is. We have the facts now. You you did a full show on this that yes. we all had to endure, and then training camp rolled around, and we Houdini'd. We're looking, Josh. Hey, Josh. Oh, and then, uh, look, this is uh, devolving really quickly. Uh, Robert says, Austin was also trying to sell us on CJ Board, too. No, I just said CJ Board had a legitimate impact on on the Broncos game. Like, do the Titans beat the Denver Broncos without CJ Board? I don't know. You can go back and look at it. That guy made plays in a lot of different ways that helped. Like, I get that's my, and then Jay says, Where's Marcus Johnson? Marcus Johnson was also a guy that, didn't just disappear when the pads came on. He just got hurt and didn't didn't play. The chat's bringing up some receipts. I love it. I love the fact the that like I it's all it's like kind of like alarming that everybody remembers like our opinions so well. Well, the bad takes, right? I mean, they I mean they don't really remember being like, oh my gosh, that was Zach was so right, or Austin was just just spot on. I mean, sometimes. Sometimes you feel a game plan going into a game because we've watched too much football. And we cover the team where you know what they're going to do because of the ter- the tendencies and all that stuff. So sometimes we, you know, on the game day shows, we are made right. But the, the bad takes are always easier to remember. It's Skip Bayless and that dumbass saying that, you know, Tom Brady is, uh, or no, Johnny Manziel is going to be the next, you know, incumbent of Jesus. Like, shut up. Like that, those are bad takes. Now, when you reach like that, I don't think, I think you're, you look, you're, let's just talk about this real quick. Okay. Worst takes that we've had. This is a whole segment. I will say, should we just save this? Cause this is really good. Well, like, we've this saved be- too many topics today. Okay. I think we've all used right, the, let's save this. All right. All right. So, I mean, I thought my Christian McCaffrey take was wrong, but I don't think it was the worst take. I mean, it was wrong, but it wasn't the worst take. Because he had years where he was in question due to injury. Your Derrick Henry take was the worst take. Well, yeah, that's my worst. Now, but you also remember like what you said about McCaffrey. It wasn't that you thought he had to change positions. Like you were saying that I thought he, he should... could thrive in as a wide no, receiver. No, not like I think a lot of people thought McCaffrey. No, no, I'm saying he would be better as a a slot wide receiver than a running back. No, it was strong. It was way stronger. I know. I I I brought it up because it's one of my worst takes. I'm not sitting here defending it. I'm just saying that Christian McCaffrey did not become like. I mean, he's not a Hall of Fame running back. I mean, he's one of like three people who have ever had a thousand receiving and a thousand rushing yards in a season. But that's what I'm saying. Is my point was. I expected the receiving. What I did not it was expect it was the running. And how many how many years has he rushed over a thousand yards? Uh, I want to say it's two. I, that's not that great as a running back. Yeah, but you thought he could not. You thought he had to change positions altogether. That like, was the bad take. Yeah. And, yes. Yeah. Correct. And so my worst take by far is that Derek Kinner will never be a pro. Will never be a. Wait, how did I phrase it? He'd never be a Pro Bowler. No, because well, that was no that the Pro Bowler was you in the one. He was going to be a bust. I think it was just like he was bustola. I don't Why think does NFL.com sucks so bad at stats. God, yeah, there is, it is. Yeah, ESPN maybe maybe has a copyright on the on the formula. On, on the formula? Yeah, I have a I have a take about uh, Netflix has the great has the best interface and no other streaming service service is going to have anything as good as Netflix. Like that's just a whole nother side topic that we. <laughs> I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Netflix does it better than everybody else, and they did it first, and so nobody else can do what they do. There's a lawsuit. So, I mean, let's okay. 
let's just go through this, Austin. Now that we're here, Christian McCaffrey is a running back. Not that impressive. 400 yards. He had two back-to-back 1,000-yards receiving, or rushing, excuse me, including mm-hmm. his third year, which we went over 1,200 yards, uh, 1,387. After that, 225, 442, 393. 746. Yeah, the injuries, Austin, right? These numbers are, are, are bad. Well, look at the games. You say 225 yeah, in three, three games. Seven, six, and eleven in those right. years. Right. So he got hurt in in like in Carolina Blue. And so they he got look, he was a lot better. Uh he did pretty damn good in eleven games with San Fran last year, ran for 740 yards and scored six touchdowns. I, know, on top well, I guess what I'm arguing is I think I've had worse takes. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't well, know but you also are. said you also said he should not be a running back and that he should be a receiver. Yet he's got forty seven hundred uh, uh, career rushing yards and two legitimately really damn good rushing seasons. And you thought he couldn't play the position. Now uh, your your worst take by far, I think, is Taylor Lewan will never be a Pro Bowler. And then he made three consecutive Pro Bowls right after you said it. Yeah, but he what did you do after that? Yeah, it didn't matter. He, he got you three years in a row. Like that's you. You're not proven right because he didn't make a fourth one. You're proven well, wrong. You make the first one. And then when he made like three Pro Bowls in a row, like Lawan was on a trajectory of actual greatness, but it didn't happen. He was really da- he was- the PEDs set him all. I mean, the ACLs were killer, right? But the PEDs, I think, prevented. I'll be honest, this is what I thought when the PEDs came out, and we we knew that story. And so I think that's fair. That may be my worst take. Once the I, I think it, it killed his career. Like what Taylor Lewan could have been prior to that, because prior to the PEDs, his ACLs were intact. He was a Pro Bowl, like he was unbelievable a three, he was a consecutive three-time Pro Bowler. And then but he was good once he got back from that suspension. Then it was the next year when the first ACL happened, and then it was game over since then. So really, it was the ACL. The first ACL is what did it, which is why he's filing a lawsuit against the surgeon. Wait, the ACL was after the PEDs. The full, yeah. So he had the he had the PEDs in 2019. He played really well in that once he got back, it took a couple games to knock off the rust. Then he played really well in the end of 2019 when Tannehill came in, went to the AFC title game, was playing great, was playing really good football. Titans were 5-0, and ACL tear in 2020. Then Jonu had to change his role. Then, you know, all that stuff. Then the ACL in 21 was kind of iffy. Then he tore it again uh, last year. Now he's suing. So there you go. I, my Your worst is Derek. I mean, we talk about the Titans, so it's not surprising that it was t- the Titans-esque, but Yours is Derek Henry minds Taylor one. Yeah, bingo. Um, all right, you ready for some good news now that we just revisited all of our worst takes? Yeah, I'm glad we got that out of the way. We don't have to talk about it again. All right. All right, great news. Good news here on this Friday. Everybody share your good news in the chat. And uh, speaking of injuries, the Bone and Joint Institute, they can make sure you get right uh, with your injuries that pop up in life. I've used the Bone and Joint Institute, Zach, since I was – I mean, I've used the doctors that were there since I was like 19 years old because I tore my ACL when I was 19, went to Dr. Scott Arthur, uh, and he is one of the fine folks at the Bone and Joint Institute. I hurt my foot last summer, talked to Dr. Jeff Watson about that, got that set up, and they've got all the experts in Franklin that can help you with any type of injury. So the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, the region is Middle Tennessee, a little bit more west, southern Kentucky, northern Alabama, because the Bone and Joint Institute is the best uh, because of what they have that right there, the resources and the experts at their fingertips in Franklin, boneandjointtn.org. One could say that our takes fueled Derrick Henry and Taylor Lewan to be the players that they became. I think, One, you can, I, I think you can legitimately say that your take had an impact on Lewan. My Derrick Henry could give – Derek Henry yeah. does not care whatsoever. Like Lawan cares about stuff like that. Derek Henry does not. I I I made Lawan. <laughs> you were a part. I think he he validated that when he. Well, yeah, well, he gave me the Pro Bowl it. letter. I yeah. wanted to keep it. I, I wish I. I wish I would have kept that letter, that Pro Bowl letter. Uh, well, it, 
You can bet on uh, anything you want. You can, I, I'm sure you can bet on eventually if Luan's going to come back at, or is he all, you know, bussing? Is he all, is he all barstool? He, he's having a damn good, you know, second leg of his career at barstool is there. They're trending up in the podcast digital media space. You can bet on whatever you need to bet on. Download the app today. That's A-T-O-Z Sports. That's the bonus code. Get and download the app and get going right there. Let's get to good news. All right, ain't that good news to wrap up this week? Hey, the first good news coming. Sam uh, is on the good news on the road for the wedding. Uh, He's traveling to a, a friend's wedding. Uh, this weekend, listening to the show, Bad News Traffic Stinks, especially when you're going to Atlanta, Sam. Uh, that traffic is real rough. And then uh, Sam also doubles down that it's also uh, Free Donut Day. So, it, and he, Sam, I guess, went to Duncan. It's Free Donut Day at like every donut place. So there's really? some, yeah. Uh, so if you want to do that, get some, get some donuts. Uh, Jeff says, good news. Ohio State gets week one on CBS at 3.30, while Michigan is only streaming uh, on Peacock there. From NBC. Yeah, the streaming stuff's going to be interesting. More good news. Uh, Richie says, good news. Son graduates elementary school next week. No more panicking. No more packing cold lunches. That's funny. Uh, Section 240. Hey, good news. A to Z Sports made the top 15 Titans Twitter account list. Uh, so, hey, I, I, this is Bonafide Bro, who's been a part of Twitter for a long time in the Titan Twitter community. Uh, I, I watched that video, and uh, he did list A to Z Sports as a top 15 Titans Twitter account. To follow, so appreciate the love. What number there. were we? Uh, he's so let me think. He did say in no particular order. Oh, okay. So I think he's not ranked. Then. I think he listed us at, at like he listed us seventh or eighth in his like listing of the no particular order top 15. I mean, I, I may be a little biased, but we're number one. <laughs> I mean, Let, let's just be all right, let's call a spade a spade. We've got live streaming shows multiple times during the day that w- that one can interact on Twitter, respond to, go to YouTube, go wherever you need. We've got live coverage and analysts, right? Number one in your heart. I love this. Live analysts. We, we analyze what Will Levis, you did on the field. Yeah. We've got live video of press conferences. We've got live video of, of interviews. Uh I mean, we've got articles. articles. This we are number one. Oh, we've shit. been number one in the digital space for a long time. But that is my sell to the people or to this ranking. If you have not ranked them yet, we are number one. All right. So now we're giving Bonafide Bro at his section two forty uh, a, a new homework of now take your fifteen and do the do the rankings. And look, Devin brings up Jim Wyatt. Jim Wyatt. I think I, is definitely up there, but he also has inside information. Yeah. Jim Wyatt is basically uh, Barry Bonds. <laughs> he is Barry Bonds. Oh, so if Jim the Wyatt, greatest is, player of all time, but on he's got the, he's got the advantage. He's uh, got the over, advantage. Uh, and then we're look. I'll take us. You know, if if Jim Wyatt's Barry Bonds, then I'll be King Griffey Jr. every damn day of the week. <laughs> right, we're clean. We're clean. And I and I I. TD, our guy, Teron Davenport. Teron is spectacular. But live shows, ESPN also holding him back a little bit. That's true. Right? We're free. We can do whatever the F we want. If we want to do it, we can do it. If we want to, you know, put an emoji up there, we can say, talk to Jay, right? Like, so I'm. I haven't seen this ranking, but that is my sales pitch for us to be number one. We're just, Not that it we're, just we're in the top 15. There's no ranking, but now Bonafide Bro, uh, you have until next Friday to uh, go through and rank your 15. So, uh, and it's get- about a, a availability, right? The best ability is availability. We're not sitting here saying that you may disagree with all my takes. You may hate my effing guts. That's fine. <laughs> but our personalities of what we bring to the table as a company are I think top notch. All right, well, enough of that. Enough of that. All right, all right, Zach, do you have good news? Uh, yeah, my good news is I will be out next week because I got a family reunion. It's it's Bingham Ranch time, and this is this is cool. This is the fiftieth anniversary Ooh. since my late grandfather purchased the ranch that my family owns in Texas, 
We've got fishing. We've got bingo. We've got a parade. We've got a crawfish boil. We are going to celebrate at our 50th family reunion that we do every year at Bingham Ranch. And uh, that is my very, very good news. I'm excited about that. All right. So good news. See, it's, you're out the tail end of next week for that. Uh, my good news yeah, is full week would be a little, I, I don't know if I can spend a full week with the you know, family reunion. <laughs> Three or four days. That's, that's that, the good amount. That might be pushing it. Yeah, you're right. All right. So um, my good news is that I just ended the month of May. I was like, I'm going to do something every day in May. And it was harder than I thought, but I achieved it. I did a hundred pushups every day in the month of May. And wow. that was my goal. And like a hundred pushups is not like a lot, but to do it for, and I started on May 2nd because it, the goal was to get 3000 done in the month. And I got it and I got behind on some days. So I did play some catch up, but to just remember to every day do a hundred pushups, I think is uh was a challenge. And then uh, I did see that St. Jude does this thing where they do a um, hundred pushups a day in June. So I was like, oh, well, sh- damn it. Now I guess we're doing it again. So I've now started, uh, it's day two of a hundred pushups a day in June. So I'm going to see. Do if you I can do, do a- all a hundred? Do you do 50 early, so 50 I, late, I, 25, 25, 25, 25? So it, it's changed because like, I, I have not worked out as much, uh, as regularly as I normally do the last few months. And so I was, when I started this, I was a little, uh, atrophy had set in. So I, I was just trying to get the hundred and however I could. But once you st- I started to gain strength back and I could mix them up and do them in the most productive way, it would be a waste if I just tried to knock out 100 push-ups at one time. That's not getting the most out of those 100 push-ups. So now, instead of doing like 25, four times throughout the day, I'm doing like 20, but I'm doing the first 15 of them really, really, really slow. And the last five at like a crawling pace. And I'm doing that five times throughout the day. So I'm getting a lot more out of those 20 because I'm splitting them up and doing them slow. Sounds like prison. <laughs> this is what you do when you're in prison. You, you, you do a hundred pushups a day. But, but I, I'm, I'm with you. Look, I, I'm, that, that's, it's the easiest, most available opportunity to improve your health. Yes. Pushups and jumping jacks, right? Cause you don't know anything. Yes. And so Devin says, make sure you do alternating hand positions. That's what June's for, because I was trying to, and I, like, I do good pushups. Like I, I, I have really good form, but prison fitness plan. This is good. Yeah. I mean, but this, but again, like it was funny to watch and to feel the difference in the pushups from like the first day I started to like day five to day 15. There was a moment in there where I was like, Oh crap. I only did 41 days. So I had to catch up. And so, yeah, so I'm doing it again. So I'm going to, by the end of June, I'm going to have 60, I'm going to have 6,000 push-ups done in 60 days by the end of June. So that's what we're doing. There you go. That's my goodness. So halfway to it. All right, guys, hope you have a great weekend. We'll be back on a Monday. The Titans do have mini camp uh, three days next week. So a lot of coverage uh, to happen once that starts on Tuesday. Uh, So make sure you subscribe to the show. You give us that like, hit that thumbs up. We'd appreciate it as always uh, because we've got great nonstop coverage as we've been ranked top 15. We just made our case for number one. (laughs) So you got to make sure you subscribe because if we want to rank YouTube accounts for Titans, then there's no, there is no other option than number one for us. But all right, guys, uh, hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Appreciate it as always. Adios.